This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Peralt. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Well, I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Well, let me be the first to wish you a very happy new year and welcome to the Bostonian versus the book, a props.com production. He is Dave Sherapan. I am Matt Peralt. We are here for a pregame show, Dave, for football. We got two national semifinals, Bama, Georgia, Cincinnati, and Michigan. Should be a big day for the books. Uh, yeah, it's always a big day. It's a fun day. I mean, we got the nice fancy hats on. This is always a big night, a big day in the book. And then I always tried to make it a big night at home, whether we went out to dinner or we did our thing at home. So, yeah, it's a it's a big day, big night. And then in the you know theme of things, I just got a text that Kirk Cousins isn't playing for the Vikings on Sunday. The line went from six and a half to 13. There's never sleeps. There's where always you. Something. Where have you been? That, that, that news is two hours old. Come yeah, on now. We just got on the show. We just started the show. <laughs> if anyone listening didn't know, now they know. But yes, of course, in the book, you know, because you got to move the line. So always something. But it's fun. Fun day. It won't be just Cousins is my prediction. Of course. If you've got one quarterback with COVID, chances are the quarterback room is going to have COVID. So the Vikings are in trouble in a must-win game. And and really, maybe the most predictable headline of the up to end 2021 is Kirk Cousins, who said, I'm going to live essentially in a box of plexiglass for the entire season, not get on, not get vaccinated and not miss. He said, I will play all 18 games. I will not miss the game for a game for COVID. And he misses the most important game of the year for COVID. So like if you could go ahead and on your bingo card of like which quarterbacks would miss important games, Kirk Cousins may have been at the top of the list that right. he, he would have wound up being missing uh, for a game against the Packers that they were going to lose anyway, in my mind. It's just now a matter of how many. I mean, is it like Dalvin Cook, 45 carries? Like, what's the game plan? Kellen Mod, we'll see if Mod's got COVID. He's the backup for the game. But if he's out, yes, right, exactly. Kellen Mond, quarterback from Texas A&M. Oh, boy. Remember him? Oh, last last year. Oh, that guy. Okay. They took him in in like the fifth round, fourth round. Okay. So he's your backup. Probably hasn't taken a single snap all season, right? Correct. Oh, boy. oh yeah, he hasn't. He hasn't. Yeah, nothing. If it is, it's a meaningless like, you know, kneel down or something, but not a meaningful snap in 2021. <laughs> and now he has to take the most important snaps to keep the season alive in Green Bay, in Green Bay, where it's going to be like six degrees. So, in yeah, oh, in January. Man. So you can have all that fun. Enjoy that, Viking fans. Uh, but speaking of funds here, I mean, we got a lot to get to. Here's how the show's going to get broken down today. So because there are so many things to bet on, the bet it or book it segment is going to be basically like a half an hour. Like we're going to do like the yeah. whole like last half of this half of the show. We're going to go through all these games. I figured so that. 
yeah, so like we've got a bunch of stuff to get into, a bunch of things to look at, totals and sides and props and everything else that we're going to get into for the second half of the show. So the first half of the show, we'll get through some of our New Year's resolutions, some of our thoughts. By the way, did you see that reporter ask Belichick again to give her his New Year's resolution today? Today? Again. She asked again. The same woman? The same woman. And Belichick's answer now Did is she it's not, not have a producer or anybody like to say, hey, like, don't go in there and ask that question no more. It's clickbait now. I mean, oh, now it's just man. now it's just they got love. They got the run. I have never seen that female reporter before in New England, so I don't know who she works for. But I said her producer should have been fired. I thought she should have been fired. I mean, right, it was right. the most awkward, uncomfortable question to ask not one, but two people. First, right. they asked Belichick, and then they came and asked um, a player. I forget which player it was, but like the defensive hey, guy, right? Like number nine, wasn't it him? Judy? I think it was Matthew Judon. I think it might have been Judon, Judon but it was, yeah. it, was, it was it was a defensive player. And it's like, hey, you just lost back to back games, the two most important games, Colts and Buffalo. And so, what's your New Year's resolution? Like, huh? Like, read the room. But then she came back again today and said, hey, since the first time you wouldn't answer me, would you answer me now? What did he say? <laughs> None of your business. Oh, he did. Okay. Yeah. Basically like, like none of my new year's resolutions would make any difference to you anyway. So see now, isn't this the problem? Like this is why the players and the coaches can't trust the media because the media does this. Like if you just kept it fair and kept it even and things like that, it's just like in the book when you got, you know, you got a line, you make a bet, you bet, you know, you pay, you get the number, you, you win, you get paid, you lose, you don't. But then you got people that will take shots and we'll, we'll try to find that edge. What is she doing coming back? You did what you came for. You did it once. You came back today. No, Mm-mm. don't like it at all. Uh, so we have two double digit favorites today. The first one's already in action right now with a 16, 17 point line for Rutgers in the tax slayer bowl up against wake. Now, Dave, I'm already one to know on the day. So I bet wake forest minus nine and a half in the first half. Okay. I got a very fortuitous late, late, late field goal with two seconds left in the first half to give wake the 20 to 10 lead. Ooh, I handicapped good. it 21, 11, uh, 21, 10. So I almost nailed it perfectly, which right. is what you did last night with Wisconsin and unbelievable Arizona state. You had the exact <laughs> score, right? We bet my minus six, which cashed. So Huge. I'm staying hot in bowl season, but then anyone who came in late, And you said, take the plus seven, plus seven and a half. They all cashed. That was quite the interesting second half offensively for for Wisconsin after they really had their way running the ball in the first half. I don't know what happened in the second half, but you were right about their offense stalling because it just flat out ran out of gas. It's so frustrating. And I swear it's seen it so many times. And then you hope like you get in the bowl game, maybe do something different. They didn't do anything different. They got a nope. lead and then just literally ran, 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 punt, ran, 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 try pass punt. Like, and they're good with that. And they let Arizona state hang around, but I swear sometimes it's like a magic trick. I tell the kids all the time as their dad, I love when I get these things right like this. Cause then they come back to me and they're like, wow, you said that already. I'm like, yeah, I told you. And then you get some little credibility. So hopefully we build up some credibility with the audience last night, nailing the exact score. CLV, very important, like we talked about <laughs> as you were laying it, right? I said I would as lay we it. Cra- as we crapped on the CLV for pretty much the entire show, and well, then it yeah. pays off. 
It does. I mean, <laughs> but you have to recognize when it wins as well as when it loses. I don't like right. when people just talk about, well, I had a good number, but I still lost a bet. No. Now you had a good number and won. And yeah. that's the reason why I said bet it because you had minus six. Again, if you said minus seven or seven and a half, I, I would have taken, I would have booked it. So it's very important. And then when you nail the right score, I think that's the way for people that are listening and need a new way to handicap. I mean, that's the way I've always done it from being in the book is kind of work backwards from the total and how the game's going to play out and then kind of come up with a score. And then when you don't know what the dog's going to do, that's the other way to attack it, where you think, how many points can the dog score? Okay, now can the favorite get that plus the spread to cover it? And that's how you can kind of get to a side. That's how. That's my method. I mean, that's what's worked for me for years in a book. So, yeah, that was a good one. Uh, it wasn't a great game to watch. I only really watched the first half, and then I snuck out for dinner. Mrs. Consig and I, Jessica, we, we did a little date night because tonight, right. you know, we kind of have the kids over and let their, yeah. if they're going to have their friends over and stuff, we'd like to do it at our house. Oh, so smart. Yeah. So we can kind of see what's going on and everybody, I mean, it don't matter what goes on. Obviously we're not going to allow them to go crazy. They're not, none of right. no one's 21, but, right. but they can stay up, have fun, watch movies, do all this stuff. We'll probably play board games. If everybody comes over, it's a different year again. Like last year, we're not sure what to do. Nobody's sure where to go, all that other stuff. So, yeah, we had a big date night last night, so I missed the second half. But at least you got there. Those are good. Yeah, I got there. Stay hot. I mean, Wisconsin fans and betters are really mad because all the Wisconsin fans who came in and went to the window on game day, they are all looking at their quarterback and offensive coordinator and and, and, and Paul Christ and going, you have the ball on the five. (laughs) You're up by seven. It's fourth down, kicked field goal, <laughs> right? Fourth down. You could justify it. Hey, we're not running the score up. They ran a play. They just ran into the line and sat down. Clock ticked. Game over. 2013 final. Seven and a half loses on the hook. They were not happy. Badger fans were not happy. with Badger fans have had a rough time of it when they come to Vegas. I mean, years ago, the lights went out against UNLV in a blowout. And it didn't go the required 55 minutes. They were minus, I forget, like oh. seven or 10. They were up by 30 at UNLV and the lights went up. And everybody went back to the book to get their money and they didn't get it. They got mm. a refund. Mm. And they're like, well, what is that rule? Well, that's the house rule. It didn't go. And so even since then, and then multiple times in the NCAA basketball tournament, they've come here. And when they come, they come to party yes. and they come to bet. Wouldn't I, you? You live in Wisconsin. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I would too. I live in they, Wisconsin. <clears throat> God forbid the Milwaukee Brewers really ever win the World Series. Like if that team comes, it'll be like the Cubs. When the Cubs finally did, that October was the best October in Vegas in the books for baseball because they came in droves and the mm. baseball game's long. They were yeah. pre-gaming, drinking, <laughs> betting. Everybody was betting. Futures were great. They come here with Wisconsin and they don't get there. And mm. it's like, how did you know? Like, people would come in a book and be like, how did you guys know? Like, listen, you didn't know. It just happened to fall that way. It just keeps happening to the Wisconsin people. By the way, I don't think Wake's going to cover here. I mean, th- there's a three and out for Wake to start the half. Rutgers at plus 17. This is why I didn't bet the full game. I was like, I'm comfortable in the first half. I, Greg Ciano at halftime making adjustments in that defense. Their offense stinks, but Ciano coaches defense. And 
I don't know, short time. Both teams had a short time to prep. So it's like Wake's offense is great. Yeah, but Wake Evans hasn't practiced for this Rutgers defense. So as, as Patriot fans know, the one thing that Belichick likes to do is draft Rutgers defensive players because she right. knows, what he's, knows what he's doing on that side. Does Rutgers right. have the depth to, to, to hang here? I don't know. They're going to have to score at least 10 more points. And that's the question. I don't know if they can do that or not. Wake's going to score 30. That was my handicap. The question was, with 17, can Wake score 14, 17 points to cover? And I think they probably can. So I don't see Rutgers giving up more than 30 points. That's it. That was my, that was my, that's why I went first half versus game. Cause I do think there could be turnovers, picks, sacks, whatever for that Rutgers defense that could give, if not touchdowns, field goals. Okay. So here's the question. How much did this kid from Pitt lose last night on the pick six? Did you see this last night? Yeah. Did, did, did you see that pick six? The line's three and a half. It's unbelievable. Line's three and a half. Pitt has the football. Pitt hey. is driving down. Uh, They're in field goal range. I don't know what's going on. You got a backup quarterback. The kid's slinging it around. He's throwing off his back foot. He's throwing across his body. He's going nuts. It's like, kid, like field goal. We go to overtime. Like, what are you doing, man? Like touchdown. They win the game, but three and a half. Like what? Everyone's like, hey, just if you turn the ball over, like just don't throw a pick six. Throws it right to a linebacker, catches it, zip down the sidelines, <laughs> touchdown. Everyone who's on Michigan State cashes. What's the number that made this kid do that? In your mind, because there's no way in my mind this kid did not lose a ton of money. This is not a kid being oh. angry about the team losing. This is a kid who put a lot of money down for him on pit plus three and a half. I bet he had twenty two dollars on it. <laughs> <coughs> maybe fifty five. Maybe it was a maybe it was a fifty fiver. But how about this? I mean, I had six and a half in game pit plus six and a half. Oh, and you, you got know, burned too. Yeah, saw it. and I was like. Oh, he's not going down. As soon as he caught it, I'm like, go down. And he he saw the end zone. <laughs> he wasn't going down. He was going nah. to get his touchdown at a bowl game, man. Yeah. Like, Defensive player. That kid, is, that kid is not pulling a Nick Chubb. He's not slipping out at the one-yard line. Just he is catch not doing, it. Slide down. Yeah, no, nope. he is scoring. Go on. No one around him. Um, yeah, that, that kid probably, I would, if I was to set it over under for on how much he lost, it was 55. That was a hey, that's a big number. I'm going to say um, 200. I'm going to say it's two, for a college oh, kid, no 200, way. 200 bucks. Be, how it has, dressed? He it has to be significant. No it's got to be significant. It's got to be three figures. It can't, that's it can't the, be two. That's be the best thing about being in the book. Like the biggest reactors and in, in stuff, they have five, 10, $20 max on it. The guys that bet five dimes, you don't even know that they're right. in the room. They just walk they're out. Just like, like, and they get up and leave. Like, that's yeah. a walk off. As soon as yeah. the kid catches it and doesn't go down, you just start walking to the exit. You're like, all right, we're done. That's it. We're <laughs> done here. We got nothing left. Yeah. <laughs> Giving on to the next game. Oh, no. Now it's seven and a half. What do I do here? Like, that was the hard jump, right? Yeah. Because you got Michigan State. You probably rolled it right on to Wisconsin because, you know, the Big Ten is making a pretty good bowl game showing right now, which yeah. will lead up to today. We got another big. Big Ten game, Big but Ten that, team. I mean, backup quarterback. What were you doing, man? Just like oh. at some point, you just gotta know who you are. And man, he was asking two passes before that. He was asking to throw a pick. Like he was, he was actually like I felt like he was looking to throw a pick. He got hit so many times. I mean, it was just had to be like. I mean, 
He didn't see him, obviously, because that guy was right there. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly didn't see him at all. And and it's one of those where, I mean, you come back to the sideline, you're like, hey, man, good game. Like, nice try. You can't even ask him what were you looking at because the answer is I didn't see him. Yeah. (laughs) Saw nothing. Just thought he had thought he, he in his mind it was i'm going to run off with the trophy they're going to hold me up and i'm going to be the king and well that play if they complete that they got a shot at the field goal right i mean they're, they're well they they're were in field goal range anyway they were already in field well, goal that range. one was, i know it was a long, 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 long field goal he, right that one made it like realistic that yeah. was, if he completes that pass i think they have a very realistic chance of yep. making that field goal and then we get another overtime game instead we get the flip of the of the line and the in the, the big under, swing the Everything. whole thing, so many things switched on that one play. It's incredible. <laughs> millions, millions oh, flipped yeah. on that one play because so many people were on pit. I mean, that was a very popular dog. Late. Plus three. Uh, yeah. Early, it was all Michigan State because, you know, Pitt was favored until Pickett right. wasn't playing. Right. And then, and then the world came in on Michigan State, but then it got to a number. Right. Once it crossed over three, it was like, hey, there might be some value here. I mean, Walker's not playing for – for Michigan right. State, and right. like there was, you, you could find the narrative to take the points, and you could have had a huge middle. You could have taken three and a half on both sides, and you had that thing nailed until linebacker saw saw end zone and said, "Yeah, I'm getting there." <laughs> <laughs> brutal, absolutely brutal. If you had that, I stayed away. I told you yesterday on the show, I wanted nothing to do with that game. Good call, exact reason. I wanted nothing to do with that game. You would have had. So much aggravation. Oh, oh, there was such a hard. Just I knew there was going to be a roller coaster ride in that football game. Just given the, I mean, you saw it with Michigan State's inability to score in the red zone. Like they didn't know what to do. Like Walker's their guy. He, he was their whole red zone offense, and him not being there, they were totally confused it's, what to do. It's like in a basketball game when a guy that's the scorer that everybody knows, like you give him the ball and everybody kind of backs out, or you run yeah. a play just for him when he's out of the game or in foul trouble or hurt, and you watch the end of the game and nobody knows what to do. They got down there, and then it was like, oh yeah, we can't run that play because that's that's Walker. That's if we run this play, it's can't. Uh, what do we do? It, it's. Yeah. It's very frustrating to watch both as a fan and as a better, especially somebody holding that Michigan State ticket. Okay, so we're going to do some things here for 2021 because it's our – we've only been on the air for three weeks, but yeah. it's our last show of 2021, and we've, all, we've been betting all year. So yeah. chance to kind of look back, reset, you know, peer in the rear view as to what was the betting year of 2021. Do you have a favorite team that you were betting on that you won money on in 2021? Um, Not particularly. Like what this business is kind of – removed me from is having a favorite team. I mean, I'm from Pittsburgh. No, I mean like profitable, not like you like the team that you bet a lot and won money on. Well, like the Tampa Bay Dallas. Lightning, <laughs> the Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Again. And I had them to win the Stanley Cup the year before. So I was like, you know what? I think they can do it again. And they did. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of my favorite team. I mean, anytime you hit an eight to one, it was eight to one both years that I got. Um and just got to watch the Stanley Cup run with that in mind. That was my quote-unquote favorite team to bet on. It was one of those that just kept paying off. During baseball season, it was the San Francisco Giants. Mm. I mean, it was, you know, being able to now be in the content business and doing a lot of baseball stuff. I just – I was amazed that every night, like, they were either small dogs or small favorites. And I kept saying to, like, you know, my buddies in the books and people that are, you know, true baseball fans. And I mean, like there's a guy, Joe Sheehan, that writes a unbelievable baseball newsletter and stuff. And it's like, 
Am I missing something? Like the Giants <laughs> pitching is for real. Yeah. Like they keep winning these games and they're not even favored to win their division. And it got to May, it got to June. And then it finally caught up in like August and people, you know, I mean, books were starting to realize, you know what, we're going to, a couple of my buddies were like, if the Giants win the World Series, we may all get fired. Like the number is so big. They were like, um, we're all rooting against the Giants. I'm like, yeah, they better hope the Dodgers get them because I don't know who else will. Mm. So, yeah, it was the Giants in baseball and, and the Lightning in, uh, in hockey. I don't know, really, in football, it's been up and down. It's just been one of those years where it's like, I mean, the Packers have been pretty consistent mm-hmm. as far as, you know, favorite team to, to bet on. And I don't, college Alabama first half. Is there anything better than Alabama first half? Yeah, because they've lost a ton on this year. Well, they Bama's finally been, caught up. Yeah, Bama's not been. I mean, like tonight, I don't like it at all. I mean, seven and a half. I, I don't like it at all at night. No way. I mean, it's everyone's on it again. I mean, I'm seeing everybody say Bama first half, Bama first half. Books are laying traps like crazy tonight. They're just, yeah. they're looking to spring. <laughs> they're just like, there are bear traps <laughs> all over this, all over the betting window tonight. There are bear traps and you're going to, yeah. you're going to lose your leg. Uh, but, you know, you got to be real careful. It's, it's just like jink and it's like, gotcha. So uh, I would be very careful in some of these very public and very popular bets like Bama first half that everybody yeah. seems to be on tonight, uh, crossing seven and going to seven and a half. Uh, for me, it's it's easy because there are certain teams that I get really early, and I rode Drake basketball last year from game one, like you just did. the first game. I, I I had talked to my Valley people and Darren DeVries, who goes by D Rock. Uh, I've known his family for a long time, and I was really happy for him. He left Dane Altman's staff at Crate University to take over Drake and, and people were like, Hey, he's got a squad like watch Drake and what they're doing. And the numbers were all out of whack. And so I was just, I was in on Drake early and just rode them the entire year into January, into February. And it was just, they, they finally, the numbers finally caught up basically later on in, in late Valley season into the Valley tournament. But right. They were a ton of fun to bet on. I, I I was loving you know their first halves. I was loving their game totals. So they were they're my favorite college basketball team to bet on. The Super Bowl was my favorite event to bet on because I went eight and zero on the Super Bowl. Right. So I clean swept everything, including taking Tampa Bay. But that was a, that was a ton of fun. I had I mean it was I didn't I had such a bad playoffs and I'd lost so much money in the playoffs that I was so concerned about going heavy in the Super Bowl that if I had just done my traditional one unit plays, I would have crushed the Super Bowl, but I wasn't confident that I was actually reading it right. And so I ended up getting them all. I went eight and oh on my on, on on that. So that was my favorite event to bet on from a Super Bowl and Tampa too, I guess in that moment was one of my favorite teams to bet on because I was I was genuinely happy for Brady. Right. And I, I was psyched that he had a chance to go down there and kind of, you know, showcase that he had a lot left in the tank because I truly believed he had a lot left in the tank. It was just time for the two sides to separate. It was 20 years. Like it was just, it was just enough. So I like that. And then like for hockey, um, so no, cause the bubble had ended when we got to January, 2021, the bubble was over, right? Are we still uh, in the bubble? No, they, they played in a bubble the whole year. Okay, so they're still in a bubble. So Until I mean, the end, and then they swung. You know, they they played in the different parts, right? Yeah, first period unders were in Canada were one of my favorite bets in hockey. Were unbelievable. 
Yeah, they were really consistently hitting, and oh. that was a lot of that was a lot of fun. <laughs> just first one goal, one goal it was always one and a half. And it was just like one, 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 one oh. in the bubble, and there was no extra juice. And it just was a very strange scenario for hockey that you didn't. I don't know if we'll ever see it ever again. Hopefully, we won't. Uh, so that was for hockey. That was my most fun thing, and my favorite future was the Giants to win the National League West, and. That got real tight. Yeah. <laughs> it, got, it got down to one game. But I think I hit that at plus 450. I think it's where I got it. Yeah. Um, I think I took it somewhere in August, like right around there. And nobody bought it. Nobody was buying it. And I know you and I talked a lot about it and like going like, you know, why isn't why aren't people buying the Giants? Like they're legitimately a contender to win it all. Like this no is not question. just like a fluke team that they're, they're pitching so well. Their bullpen was solid. They got great timely hitting had veteran leadership guys who had won rings before. And, and man, that was just kind of a bummer loss in that game five to the Dodgers. That was that stunk. <laughs> that oh, was just man. Like, ouch on that. Cause the yeah. Giants, I, I think you're right. The Giants, if they get past that game, I'm not sure they lose. They, they, they may go and win the them and thing. the Braves would have been um, fun, right? Like, and, unbelievable series because the Braves turned into that team that had that magic going, but the giants had that pitching and they had it lined up every, you know, three starters, two relievers. I mean, they were just the perfect baseball team and, and scored enough runs to win. So when they needed to score eight, they did when they needed to score three, they did. Yeah. It was uh that was a fun baseball season. It was just, there was just a lot going on and, I mean, like, there's no baseball right now, and they're not talking, and they if they don't figure it out. I mean, they I, will. I just, they will, but like, what are you doing? Like, I, I just don't. Come January 30th, when we're about to get to February, that's when the heat starts. We got to, when we're talking about pitchers and catchers not reporting, then, then we'll get the heat. Then we'll get the heat. Then they'll sit down. But right now, there's no point in talking. There's no point in really getting together because no one's paying attention. No one has to blink because there's no pressure on either side. But once we get close to the Super Bowl and once we get to February, people start right. looking around and going like, hey, it's a bunch of free agents out here who aren't signed and we can't make these deals. We can't sign these deals. Like we've got to figure this out. Fans start to turn their attention. People in New England and New York and Chicago, they're sick of the cold. They want to see some baseball. I saw my first Masters ad last night. And you know that whenever you see the first Masters ad, you know that we're starting to get to the turn. We're starting to click over and going, all right, we're getting tired of the cold now. Yeah, It's time to start looking ahead to you know, azaleas and in and, and, and beautiful weather. So people start to get looking at that. And now it's, okay, where's baseball? That's when I think we get it. People are going to bet Tiger to win the Masters, aren't they? Oh, they already are. They already are. 900, 900 to one. You go right ahead. <laughs> go right ahead. 900 to one. He, he, I don't think he plays. No, I, I don't know if he plays a single round on the PGA Tour this year. I think Can't he does. walk. He can walk. He walked four rounds with this kid. He just he can't drove do in the cart. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. That's right. Yeah, he did drove. The Masters is one of that's the. That's right. The, yeah, he's not walking. No, 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 no. Yeah, he's not playing that tournament. No I, I would bet the no. If if somebody puts up, will Tiger tee off on Thursday at Augusta? The answer is no. Right. I don't. I, I don't think he will. All right. Do you have a team you hate? Because you know I do. Uh, in football, just in general, just of, of the year. Anybody that you you just didn't read right? The Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> can't get them right. It's been a thing with me and the Falcons for years, though. Um, this goes back to when we started doing a podcast with Alan Berg. 
who's now the director at uh, at WinBet. Him and I used to go back and forth like we can't get a Falcons game right. And just you know, there's a whole. Did do you know the Patriot mantra for this week? No, with the Falcons with the Falcons. The Falcons win this week. No Patriot fan will ever make a twenty-eight-three bet ever again. <laughs> we why? will never. Why? Because it, the, the Patriots will win the division. The Falcons beat the Bills this weekend. No Patriot fan will make a twenty-eight-three bet on the Falcons uh, ever again. We the will. Falcons we will are beating the Bills. They're fourteen-point dogs. <laughs> yeah, they're not beating the Bills. They're not covering. I don't even think they cover. But yeah, I'll totally agree with that. In. Uh, in football, um, baseball was really good season. Hockey, um, no, because like in the bubble, there was there was a couple yeah. really good teams. Like Edmonton beat Ottawa every time they played, and we figured that out early, so we had that. I was going to say Ottawa was a team to bet against. No, there's not really any particular team or anything. Um, I think a lot of the first touchdown props in Monday Night Football, I do another yeah. show where we kind of look at those. We just hit a 22 to one, the Dolphins defense to score the first touchdown. That it's was odd. the good one. But the bad ones have been when they're you hard. take Zeke out, they're so hard. But like you take Zeke Elliott to score a touchdown, the first touchdown, he's minus money. Like, right. He's going to score. No one else is going to. And then they give it to the fullback. Like the guy gets his first touchdown. Those are the worst ones to bet on for me. Yeah, for me, there's a. I mean, I'm not good with the Texans. I'm not. I'm not good with the Bills. Yeah. I have been great with the Steelers this year. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I I need the Steelers to lose. If they lose on on Monday night, I cash my under eight and a half bet. So I'm I'm very much. On Ooh. the side of the side of the Packers Ooh. to to win that game, so Browns. they're playing the Browns. Sorry, oh, sorry, Browns. So excuse me, excuse me, Browns. Yes. So it's yeah. There's no you think you still think the Steelers are going to win that game Monday? They're going to beat the Browns. So I I just did this a little bit last night, and I got to credit my friend Adam Burke, who reached out to me and said, you know, if the Bengals win on Sunday, yeah, the Browns are basically eliminated from the playoffs. Okay. How are they gonna? They're gonna beat Pittsburgh on the, oh, with being eliminated. Oh, they'll know. They'll know. Well, you think that? Wow. See, I thought I was on a limb. So you are going with Bengals to win against the Chiefs? No, 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 no. Because because I, I, I am. Are you? I didn't even. I, well, I like the Bengals plus the points for sure. Yeah, I like the Bengals plus the points. Um, but I think they could win the game. I think this could be the, the last game that Kansas City loses to the AFC Championship, but. But I thought that before they, they they can win, but I didn't realize that. I'm like, geez, this is one of those. Now this comes into, you know, in the risk room where you got to kind of th- look at the times of the games. And if this result happens, then they're going to bet this. And you'll actually see in books huh. when the early kickoffs start, you take down all the games. And that's very frustrating for a lot of betters who just want to bet the right. afternoon game. They come in, they're like, why is the game down? Well, we're waiting to see the result of this. Well, why? I just want to bet that game. Well, because if they win, that means this team's eliminated, which means that line's going to move four points. So that's one of those things you got to be aware of, like this time of year. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess you got to wait and see because Pittsburgh will be playing with that emotional, motivational factor, and the Browns may lay down. They not the Browns- care. Yeah, I mean, once the season, like, you can't get in the playoffs, 
it's one of those instant reactions. Business decisions are made again, like some guys, you know, some guys are going to play no matter what. Right. Some guys are like, man, we're, not, we're out of the playoffs. Like that's a deflating thing the day before. Mm. You see it, you see it get bet against. I know that that line will not be, it's three and a half right now. Cleveland, if since he wins, dare I say it'll be pick. Wow. Yeah, probably. I mean, it makes sense. Let, let, let the public go ahead and dictate where the line closes, see where the money goes. But yeah, yeah. I could see it. Sure. Yeah. All right. One more of these before better to book it. And we get fully into the games today. Uh, was there a biggest sports surprise in 2021 for you? Any story, any play, any person, coach? Um, the Milwaukee Bucks. Hmm. The Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis winning the NBA championship wasn't a, a, a surprise per se, but man, that was fun. And, mm. and them playing Phoenix and Phoenix getting over their hump, like, and us seeing a couple young superstars in Giannis and Devin Booker and, and like watching that run kind of rejuvenated my um, enthusiasm per se for the NBA. And it, it just reminded me again, why I enjoy watching it played meaningful basketball. It's tough to watch on an everyday basis sometimes, but man, is it fun. And now we got this year, you know, are the golden state warriors. Can we say they're a surprise, but hell yeah, they're a surprise. I mean, like they got the best record. They don't have clay. Like wait till they get clay back. I'm, like, I'm, I'm this close to betting them to win it all. I just haven't, I just need clay to not have a setback. Like that's my only concern is that these are funky, difficult, tough injuries and you can re hurt yourself. You can have a setback. I just need clay full go. You, you know, give me the day, probably the day that clay plays, I will bet the warriors to win it all. Yeah. Just, I just need clay to be healthy. It's so, yeah, I mean, those, those are it for me. Um, you know, just off the top of my head. And I wrote a couple down like that. I wrote golden state down. Like, I don't know if we can call them a surprise, but I mean, their season wins was what you have it 47 and a half. Yes. Yeah. It was, it was 47 and a half. They play 82, they play 82 games. So right. <laughs> them gonna winning 60 yeah. is going to be, I mean, cause they're winning a minimum of 60. Yeah. That's, that's a pretty good surprise. So I I'm with you. I don't know who's beating them at a seven game series. I mean, it's the only one is going to be Phoenix. I don't think, you know, and home LA court team, be, yeah, the home Utah. court would be big there. Right. Yeah. So I don't to, know. To, to see what to see what happens with them. I mean, for me, I'll just say this. I think the biggest surprise for me of the year is that it's been more difficult to handicap games in 2021 than 2020. And I didn't think we'd have a more difficult year handicapping games than we had in 2020. Yeah. But in 2020, we started to get at least some semblance of what sports without fans looked like. True. So now, so now we took a little while, but we did. Right. We figured it out by May, June. We were kind of in that rhythm. mm. We kind of understood. We're used to watching UFC events that were quiet and we were watching, you know, boxing matches that were quiet and football stadiums that were quiet. And we kind of got used to that. And then the fans like slowly started to come back, but we really didn't give anything from a home field advantage perspective. Like when the Bucks won at Green Bay, I was like, yeah, there's 10,000 people in the stands. Like it's one fifth of what it should be up there from a noise perspective. So like there's no real home field advantage. And the weather was beautiful too that day for Brady and the Bucks. And so it's kind of all went against the Packers. I didn't think we'd get to this point, December 31st, 2021, 
And it's more difficult today than it was December 31st, 2020 to handicap sports. That's my surprise. Yeah. Not that the virus morphed or whatever and, vi- and vaccines and whatever. It's just really surprising that we're here and literally every day today included. We came on the air today. Kirk Cousins gets yanked out. Biggest game of the year for the Vikings. They've got to win. you got a line that's six and a half. Cousins out. Things spikes to 13. If you bet the six and a half, you're feeling great. If you took the six and a half, you want to puke. <laughs> so like it's it's just really hard. I mean, it, it's just such a... It's more difficult now because we didn't know what sports would look like without fans, but we didn't realize what it was going to be like when players were being yanked literally minutes before games were kicking off and and tipping off. A full game was canceled five Five hours hours away. Prior, prior, yeah. Like, we don't know. I say it all the time. Nobody knows Squadoosh. I mean, like, I feel like now more than ever, really – Nobody knows. Like it, it, it we, it's really, really hard. Pre-game betting, day before betting. I mean, you make all these bets the night before. Try to guess what's going to happen. Get a good number. It ain't a good number when this guy don't play. It's hard. It's really hard. Yeah. So that's that's my biggest surprise. It's more difficult now than it was in 2020. So, all right, let's go. We're doing it early here. Normally it's the end of the show, but we got a bunch of crap to get into, including the games on Sunday for the NFL to get into. But it is New Year's Eve. It is the college football semifinal. Game one will kick off at 3:30 Eastern time, 12:30 our time, two hours from today. Right now, we get to find out is Cincy good enough to hang with Alabama? Man, I hope so. Cincy plus 14. Let's start with the side. (laughs) Here is my handicap. You can tell me if I'm crazy or not. Against Auburn, Alabama had a real difficult time trying to establish the run, and they then had to turn and throw the ball a ton, which that that led their offensive line to be a turnstile. Yes, they won the game. They were 21-point favorites on the road. This is not on the road. against, Against an arch rival. But Auburn, I think, showed that Alabama's offensive line is not great. Okay. And if you can take Bryce Young and make Bryce Young uncomfortable, that he will make mistakes, he will miss throws, and he does not like to run. He's kind of like Tua's brother at Maryland. Like he can run, but he chooses not to. So you don't get burned when you're really aggressively going after and blitzing. He's not taking off and going up the field and getting first downs himself. He'd prefer not to. I think Cincinnati's defensive line is good enough to get after Bryce Young. No Michi, I think, is a big deal in this game. Maybe not for other games, but I think not having a major weapon in the passing attack is big. Georgia secondary, you could make the case that Cincy's secondary is better with more NFL prospects than Georgia's secondary. As good. As good or better, okay? Georgia's defensive line is what makes them so difficult. Right. Their secondary is good, but it's not, I don't think it's, it's, it was exploitable. Alabama exploited it. They threw, threw, threw. Since he's got DBs, I think they can hang and least, at least force some mistakes, maybe a turnover or two here. I don't think Bama loses, but Bama against LSU, the total was 66 and a half and the final was 2017. I think we're in for a one score game. I'm taking Cincinnati plus 14. Betting it or booking it? Betting it. I think it's the same. I I, I mean, and, and part of it is wishful thinking. I think there's just a lot of people that just have Alabama fatigue. And like, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was rooting for Georgia to beat them so we could get them out of there and we could figure it out. Otherwise, they found their way in by kicking Georgia's ass. So now, I mean, legitimately, they're the favorite. I mean, they're 14 in a playoff game. 
Um, I feel like the number's too high, though. I just I, – I, I felt like this – you know, when we got the double digits, it's like, okay, now what are we talking here? Like, let's maybe look at the dog. And you're getting good two-way action in the book, which is why this number hasn't moved. I mean, it's been 13 and a half or 14 for a month, and nothing is happening in the next two hours to change that. Like, it is just – it's this is what it is, and the books are going to just live with the result. Um are you surprised that money on Cincy has come in to drive it below 14 FanDuel and DraftKings last night were, were at 14. That's where I took it at 14. Yeah. Fan, FanDuel is down to 13 and a half. I think, I mean, that's just kind of moving it to see if okay. the money's there. Cause if you don't get the bet there, it's great. Now we can leave it 14 and, and have, I would say six or seven out of 10 bets today are coming in on Alabama. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, the books are reporting yeah. that. I mean, if you yeah. buy their it's, buy their numbers, that's what they're right. reporting. It's, that's that's it's six or seven out of every ten. So you're going to take more bets. I'd rather you do it if it's the book. I'd rather you do it laying fourteen and thirteen and a half because it can fall fourteen. You know this this is going to fall around the number, is it not? Like since he could win, be big one of the biggest upsets in a long, long time in sports. If since he wins this game, but can since he stay within one score? Yes. What I mean. See, yeah, people have been bringing this up. My, what my surprises is, you more? A Cincy lose by less than 10 or Alabama winning by 21? Alabama winning by 21. No question. 100%. The, blowout, this, the, the blowout doesn't exist. Like it that, could, but it could. It could happen, but it's the least thing I think I think can happen in a handicap. Like when you Yeah, look at- I mean – People brought this up to me on Twitter today, and, and a lot of my Bama friends are saying, you know, you have to look at the three-three-five defense that since he plays, it's very similar to what Ole Miss was playing, and Bama killed Ole Miss. And my retort to that was, well, Ole Miss had Lane Kiffin going for it on fourth down in really dumb positions that was giving Bama free points points because he didn't like his defense's ability to stop Alabama. So he rolled the dice constantly just trying to keep possession. That's not you know, that's not what's happening here. I mean, one, Luke Fickle's not Lane Kiffin. And two, he's got a defense. This is the first time all year since he's a dog. And since he is catching 14 points, like I just think we have underestimated. I don't like Desmond Ritter. I'll give you that, that he makes me nervous. Right. But when he is on, he's tough. And when he's running the ball, my key for this game for offensively for Cincy, Ritter's got to run. Ritter's got to make Bama pay for getting up. They're ninth in the country in sack percentage. They they, they get after the quarterback like crazy. Cincy's offensive line's big. They have a big, like Big Ten-style offensive line. Yeah. But I don't know how fast they are off the edge mm. for some of these Bama stars. So when they get around the edge, I need Ritter to go. And I need him to pick up first downs and extend drives. And the running game has got to be good. The transfer from Bama is the best back for Cincy. You know, he's going to be fired up today facing oh. the team that he transferred from. Yeah. So you got to get the running game going and you got to play. I mean, this game... Like, doesn't it correlate? Like, like let, let's go to the total here. Doesn't this game correlate? Like, if you're betting Bama, you bet the over, and you're betting Cincy, you bet the under? 100%. 100%. That's, that's the, I mean, I don't want to have Cincy have to score 30 to, yeah. to, to cover because that means, you know, Bama gets 40 and a game flies over. I want Cincy to, to get 20 and, and Bama to get 30 and the game goes under. I mean, that's, that's kind of what it feels like to me. Are you good? I'm really good with having Fickle as the guy being the coach 
of my team getting 14 points too. Like 100%. I like him as a coach. Yep. He played in games. He's been in this area. Like he ain't, he ain't going to change what he does to like get caught up in this big game or this one-time opportunity. He's like, look, man, we came here to win. We came yeah. here to we came here to win. We're going to do what we do. You know, you got to stop us. I, I I think he has the right mentality, and I'm really – I feel comfortable with that in a coaching matchup against Saban because that's always an issue, right? Right, yeah. You, you, yeah. You, when you when you play against Alabama, you're playing on the field, yes, but you look across and, I mean, that's like, you know, that's a legend. I mean, that's the guy. He always wins. you got to worry about that. I ain't worried about Fickle today. I'm not worried about the coaching mismatch. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Yeah, I think he has the ability to to get his kids to buy in. And that's why I was kind of surprised he stayed. I thought somebody would throw a Brinks truck at him and pull him out of Cincinnati. But I, I mean, I think he'll just wait for the Ohio State job. And I think he'll just take the Ohio State job when it's time, you know, if he ever does want to leave. But he feels like he's in a really good spot. He's kind of, in some ways, I look at Luke Fickle in, in the way that we look at Gonzaga and Mark Few that like they've proven it now. Like Gonzaga for a long time. Can you make the final four? Can you play for a national championship? Right. Can you recruit with the big boys? They do all that. They, they don't. Now it's Cincinnati. Can you make the playoffs, you know, from where you are, you know, they're going to be joining a power five team, a power five conference, but like, can you, can you do it from where you're at? And the answer was is yes, they've made the, they've made the playoffs. And now there's a lot riding on Cincinnati's, performance wise people are saying that all the pressures on Bama and I do think all the pressures on Bama, but I do think they're underselling the pressure on Cincinnati to represent the non-power five and to show, Hey guys, we've been yelling for years. Let us in, let us in, let us in. The committee finally lets them in. It's been a two year campaign to get them here. And if they get destroyed today, that's really going to be bad news. It's going to suck. Yep. They'll never see it. It'll be until we it's going to be a hard case to make again for the team yeah. that 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 should get in. But look what happened last time we let them in. I mean, it took a little yeah. while for the Notre Dame debacle against Alabama. Right. You remember that line? Oh, I mean, yeah. Everybody kept betting that that was one of the bigger bets that I've actually made in my life. Um was on Alabama. <laughs> I just knew that Notre Dame wasn't going to score. That was a complete and utter mismatch. I don't feel that way today. I do not feel that this is a huge class difference, that these athletes don't compare. I, I don't think there's that big of a drop-off. So, yes. Bama's not – Bama's Bama, but this Bama team is not Alabama. The, the the this is Correct. this is one of the lesser talented Bama teams. Yeah, be careful. Oh yeah, like you're going to get some people angry. I'm just telling you. I, I okay. As someone who covered this, watched right. this, I've I've watched every Alabama football game since I lived there in 2004. Right. right. This Alabama team. You have a young, inexperienced quarterback who just won the Heisman Trophy, who's been on the Heisman Trophy banquet scene for the last month, running around, okay? Mm -hmm. You've got the Heisman Trophy curse, which I do believe in because of the banquet scene. You think you're all big and mighty. Walking in, you're the big man. You got that trophy on your back. Look what I'm going to do, okay? That's a problem. Rat poison, as Nick Saban calls it. Rat poison. It's a lot of rat poison going on with Bryce Young right now. So you got an offensive line that I don't think is as good as it's been in years past. That's a big question. That's you got you, you have wide receivers that are good but aren't of the caliber of last year, where you had three first round picks on that offense. Now you maybe have one, and in one of them is yet two, but one's out. 
One's not playing. Okay. You don't really have a tight end to speak of this year. Normally Bama's got a pretty big tight end weapon. Mm -hmm. Not so much there. Brian Robinson is a good guy who sat behind a bunch of really talented guys who are in the NFL, but he couldn't beat them out. Now it's his time. He's good. Not as good as I thought he was going to be. I thought he was going to be the best back in America. He's not. He's good, but he's not the best back in America. Defensive line is legitimate, okay? I'm not debating that, but Alabama's secondary has shown that they can give up yards and points. So this is just, we knew this was going to be a rebuild year for Nick Saban, and they're in the they're in the playoffs, <laughs> like okay? But they got very lucky against Auburn. They probably should have very. lost that game, okay? And then they yep. wouldn't be here. So I'm just, you know, they lost to AM in bad fashion. I, I, I don't think Cincy and AM match up at all. They're not similar, but it, it just shows you that Alabama can lay eggs and they can come out and be soft and be set and, and, and be, and it can be caught. Take, they can, caught. Yeah. They can and, be and, not, caught. and they might be looking ahead. I mean, it, would it be crazy? By the way, the Celtics are up by 20 on the Suns. How's that? <laughs> How is that happening? <laughs> this New Year's Eve. Listen, Celtics are up by 20 on the Suns. One of the biggest tickets I ever paid off was a four team round robin, um, $15 away. So it was three by threes and a four. So it was five bets, $75. He took the three biggest money lines on the NBA board that day and Oklahoma in a bowl game where they were 14-point dogs. It was all plus 500 or higher. 75 bucks, it paid $47,500. And a guy cashed it. Wow. New Year's Eve is a crazy day, and I'll never forget it because I took a picture of it. When he came in the next day, I asked him what he was going to do after we paid him the money. He left us a dime tip. I mean, the guy was – it was tremendous. He said, I'm going fishing. I'm going to buy a truck Good right now, and I'm going fishing with my dad. Nice. And I was like, that That's is cool. awesome. That is and awesome. he left, and he said – I said, when are you coming back? He said, I'm not. You won't see me again. Smart I was like, man. Really? I said, you'll be Smart back man. next week. He's like, nope, I ain't coming back. I saw him at South Point about six to nine months later, but I never saw him in the book at the M again. Never came back. Not one time. Get a score like that. You just kind of like. Went bought a truck. He said, I'm going to buy a truck before the dealership closes. With Great. The cash. Walk in cash. Doink. How does yeah I I I I'm, I've never had that happen. I've, I've always wondered how the tax implications on that on that works. You pay for a truck in cash. Can you get it off of the board? <laughs> Can you just take the money? Shh, no one knows it. Go buy a truck in cash. Eh? We're not talking gotta, about it. They got to count the money. They got to do the the write up on the papers are different. Let's put it that way. When you buy it in cash, the the yeah. way you write up the contract and stuff, things things look a little bit different. All right. Game two. Here we go. Yes. And Thomas is asking, is a dime a thousand dollars? Yes. A dime is a thousand. Dime is a thousand dollars. So I keep doing so, that. You always no, it's fine. Yeah, it's thousand. It's yeah. fine. Dime tip. It's not that bad. Do you guys, by the way, do you split tips when someone does that? Or does, uh, does I've worked at books that do both where you keep your own and that you pull them. Most of the time b books pull them. So everybody, because you can't control what shift you work. So like the guys that work at night, People are cashing out more. They get bigger tips. The people that work in the morning take all the bets, but nobody leaves money when they take bets. So everybody pulls the bets, like, you know, it pulls the tips. So, right. yeah, most of the time you pull them and, and, and keep it fair that way. 
rather than I've worked in those books. Sometimes it works good. You want to take bets, but when somebody comes in that, you know, tips, everybody runs, Hey man, come over here, come over here, come over here. <laughs> it's it's like walking into a car dealership where they're working on commission or a furniture store where you're just right. going in to look at something with the wife. And they're like, Hey, what are you looking at today? Hey, what are you looking at? Listen, leave me alone. <laughs> Let me do what I got to do. All right. Georgia minus seven and a half. This number is not moved against Michigan. I, I am of the belief that everyone is talking themselves into Michigan today. And I think the reason is because Harbaugh has won his last two games against AP top 10 teams. Yep. And everybody's like, here he goes. He's figured it out. But the problem is, is you have the number one rush defense in the country and a defensive line that's not going to allow Michigan to run the football. And if Michigan can't run the football, their offense becomes one-dimensional and turnovers are going to happen. Oh, I I don't know if this game's going to be all that close, Dave. Uh, I, I laid the seven and a half points. I don't know how many points Michigan's going to score in this game. I, I, I just think everyone is trying hard to justify Michigan winning this game, and I cannot see it. You betting or booking laying seven and a half for Georgia. Do you want to see Alabama, Georgia round two? I do. Yeah. Because I do think they're the best two teams in the country. So I think I, I just, I like Alabama. I've covered Alabama. I got friends with Alabama. I mean, like I'm just, I'm not the right person to ask because I don't have Bama fatigue because the the most fun. Yeah. The most fun five years of my life was taking an RV to every Alabama game. And seeing every game and being a part of the culture and that you know, doing, great. doing what crazy you, wacko stuff. I want to do that again. I want to do oh. that again. If we can do that again, maybe we can make that work. At least <laughs> let's see if we can. I don't know about that. That was, I don't think our wives are going to be too keen on us. What driving. do you mean? One season, <laughs> one season. We'll go to the way game. We'll, we'll, we'll just 12 weekends. It's come on. We can do it. Rammer jammer. Yellow hammer is the book by Warren St. John. If you want to know what I did, he wrote the book that I should have written. And I, <laughs> I had dinner with him after he publicized it and told him that I said, you wrote the book. He was a New York times. I don't know what he does now, but he was at the time. He was a New York times sports reporter. And he took an RV for one year around Alabama for every Alabama game and wrote a book about it. And I said, I have five years and my stories are better than yours. And I should have wrote the book. And I, and I didn't write the book because he was in his forties, a writer. And I was a 25 year old talk show host, but I right. have better stories. Right. I, I mean, the, the stuff that we did, Dan Bach and I, and TJ Fincher, who oh often watches this show and, 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 and talks and comments, the three of us got into so much trouble. TJ got into fights with Georgia fans. He's, he's, he's my big Bama fan. He got into fist fights on the streets of Athens, Georgia, with two Georgia fans after Alabama, Georgia. Guys started running their mouth and saying stuff, and he just spun around, and he was just like, let's go. And I was like, oh, no, here we go. All right. I mean, if you guys know Bama fans, the, the uh, Roll Tide guys are infamous with Alabama because they're the dudes who put the toilet paper roll and the Tide box, and they were the Roll Tide guys. Never we were seen in it before until I got uh, the Bama came to Penn State when I was in college. So you saw it, and right? I was like, wait a second. This is a real thing. I, because, you know, when you're growing up, you didn't, if you didn't see the game on TV, you didn't know. I mean, there weren't right. any highlight shows and all that stuff. Sure. They Those guys that. were legends. Tide box with the toilet paper roll yep. on the top. Yeah. So we're in Arkansas. We partied the night before with a millionaire uh, dentist who had a two million dollar RV. Oh, it had two stripper poles in it. It had two uh, mirror balls in it. 
It had a, the pole came out from the ground. You hit the button and the pole came up out of the ground. So he, I swear to God. So his, his wife was a trophy wife, probably like, like probably 35. I'm guessing we were in our twenties, right? She, she likes my friend TJ likes him a lot. Oh, boy. they start, they start drilling vodka together. Like oh, just no. throwing it back, throwing it back, throwing it back. Mr. TJ dentist and the dentist wife. Mr. Dentist falls asleep. Oh no. Okay. He, he passes out. Miss Mrs. Wants a little, and my friend TJ is absolutely out of his mind. Wasted. He's like, he's married. He's like, oh. I got to go. He's like, I can't do this. I'm going to get in trouble. I got to go. We go, I, I yank him out. We all were, it's a, it's a, at the time there was a, um, a network that covered sec games that if you had a really bad game, you had the morning kickoff. It was 11 o'clock central time kick 12 noon Eastern time kick. Arkansas sucked at the time. Alabama was okay, but they were the bigger name. So we had an 11 o'clock. Was it like the Raleigh sport? It began with an R. I can't remember the name of the, of people who are like the with. Mike Shula era. Who's, who's Oh yeah. Well, it's Mike Shula, Mike price, Mike Dubose. I, I saw the five worst coaches. I saw five coaches in four years of covering Bama. I had the worst. It sucked. <laughs> Their years sucked. The team sucked. Mike Shula was the worst coach I've ever covered in my life. Mike price. And I had lunch together the night before he went and got the stripper in Pater and, and got all that money in Pensacola, Florida. So I, <laughs> I so I, I was sitting at a round table conversation, Mike Price and I having lunch the next night he gets fired because oh. he gets, he gets the, the hooker and she ordered the entire menu because he didn't pay her. So that's how Mike Price got Mike oh uh, Price got fired God. because he had the company. She had the company credit card. And she, she ordered the entire menu, and everyone was like, "Why is there a six hundred dollar room charge bill?" And people started investigating it and realized that Mike Price had done that. So that was so he was gone. Uh, but the Roll Tide guys, because Alabama, because TJ had gotten really drunk, he kicked open the door. He, we all wake up. The games. We, we our pregame show was two hours prior to kickoff, so it's eleven o'clock on the air at nine. Eight o'clock in the morning, went to bed at three, all wasted drunk. Oh, no. On the on the air, very like, oh my gosh, we gotta get up, we gotta get on the air. TJ's like, uh-oh. He kicks open the door, starts projectile vomiting out the front, uh, out the side of the RV. Oh, just as the roll of tide guys are walking by walking by. <laughs> and so he's projectile vomiting and he looks up and he's like, Holy bleep, you're the roll, blah. Yeah, <laughs> you're the, you're the roll tie guys, and I'm like, who the hell are the roll tie guys? TJ's like, these guys are legends, and this dude's like, you need a hair of the dog, and he's like, and TJ's like, yeah, man, yeah. what do you got? He's like, I got a flask of vodka, and he, he gives him vodka. <laughs> TJ starts knocking back shots of vodka at nine o'clock oh. in the morning to, to recover, and oh, these dudes just, God. I mean, they both passed away like two years ago, and I, I like, I, I never met him again, but like, they hung out with us for like 15 minutes. They thought it was the funniest thing in the world. They wanted the whole story of like. How do these three kids who are in their twenties have an, this big, huge RV parked at a Bama game, and one of them is projectile vomiting oh, at, at nine a.m.? You did that for five seasons. Yeah, it was it was just an unbelievable experience. It was just everything. Going to LSU games at night. We've been to a bunch of LSU games. Five Iron Bowls. Um, you know, we started to a get nice like, northern boy like you got to go and do oh, all, God, all that. You all had that. to be the food, the money, the Ole Miss state. games, oh. Mississippi State. I mean, all of the. I mean, it was just, and it was crazy because back in the day, this is pre-internet. This is this is cell phone bag phone time. Okay, right. how we did how we did the show was on a cell phone. We called via cell phone back. Because certain places did not have the ability to give us a phone line. So if we didn't have a phone line, a hardwire phone line to do the show, we had to do it on cell phone. 
So we do the pregame show on cell phone all the time. Yeah, it's just it, it was such a unique. We, we our, our sponsor was this really cool RV place that gave us a different RV every week. So I've driven like literally every RV that there is. But like Dan would Dan Bach would run stuff over. Like Dan was a horrible driver, and like he would just like bang into stuff and like run things over. And like coming out of in Tuscaloosa at the time, they would have all these like different lanes. And the lanes would be separate, would, would have all these like um, cones separating them. And yeah. Dan would just like take out a whole thing on the way, on the way out. <laughs> he would just knock it off. Yeah. It was crazy. It was such a fun, amazing wow. time. I loved, I loved looking back on it. I was carefree and so fun. And I mean, just to see the South in that way was really special because you're, you're driving. So you're driving five, six, seven hours all over the place. Right. And so, you just meet people and experience. And we got by like the third year, we had like a reputation amongst like the Bama community. And like that year they went to Oklahoma. And so like all these kids went to, all these people went out to Oklahoma and the big RV, like you're driving out, you're coming out. And like, now nah, we're flying Oklahoma. We're not going to drive, <laughs> but we got a chance to go and walk around and tailgate all with all of them. And um, that's for people I, I, that have uh, never done the college football experience. <sighs> like it's not just the games. There's so no. much more. To the to, to the college. Yeah, I got really lucky. I I got in with a couple of people who were able to kind of educate me a lot, and I was willing to listen and learn. And I was, you know, I was called a carpetbagger, and I was called what I mean. They they, they would make jokes and like joke yeah. around about you you Yankees. You know, you have no idea oh. what we do down here, and and it was true. I mean, I I I I learned from so many people over my time in radio, both in Iowa, Nebraska, and Alabama, and a little bit in Virginia, but I was too, I was really young in Virginia. I was just out of college, but the, the, the culture around football, a lot of times where I grew up, the bougie Northeast, like we think football is like only NFL football, like who the hell would care about college? Right. Like these kids, you know what I mean? Like talk to me when they get here, like talk to me when they get up to my level type crap. And so like I had that initial opinion until I got in and then you realize just how fun and how important oh. the teams are the games are you know family traditions are built around those those tailgating and, and those trips and we talked about yesterday those bull trips how important they are to the oh. farmers and to in Iowa and Nebraska it's just part of the culture to go so when Bama stunk I, I never really understood it but I covered the passion of the SEC and when they say it just means more, and then I go to Nebraska and to Iowa and I try telling these people in the Big Ten and the Big 12, like, you guys are great, but this isn't anywhere near what they do down there. And they're like, shut up. You know what you're talking about. We're, <laughs> we're Nebraska. I'm like, great. Yeah. You're Nebraska. On game day, you're the third biggest city in the state. I understand that. Like, I, I know what Memorial Stadium is like. It's loud. It's not LSU at night loud. I mean, what? it's not building, rocking, Cajun party loud, like, sorry, just not anywhere near it. And they would get very offended by that. And I'd be on the radio and I would tell them that you guys are great. I love what you do. But Big Ten and Big 12 fans understand that sports is part of your life. SEC fans, it is their life. <laughs> and I'm not, and I'm, I'm not even kidding. Well, their entire self-worth, self-esteem. And bragging ability to talk at all is hinging ar around one or two games a year. And now Bama fans are on a, a level of insufferability that you will never reach in pro sports. <laughs> never. 
<laughs> Bama fans, you, like even my friend TJ is telling me today, he was texting me. He's like, you're, you're, you're wrong. This is, you know, you're on the wrong side. Bama's going to kill him. Okay. Yeah. You're on the wrong side. I'm like, I don't think I am on the wrong side. The shade. But they're right a lot. They're right a lot. No, no, no. <laughs> they are. Yeah. Over the you know the last 15 years, <laughs> they've been. Yeah. You know, Saban shows up and, you know, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, in, in, in this game, you got Michigan who, you know, is one of those places and schools where it is as close to SEC as you want to say. Like, I mean, I went to Penn State. I grew up in Pittsburgh. It was about going to, you know, pit games for me, but it was a, urban environment with a city that had the Steelers. I mean, everything is secondary to the Steelers. And then as I was getting older, I mean, the Penguins were getting good. The Pirates were winning division titles. I mean, like Pitt was an afterthought. You know, I grew up with going and seeing Dan Marino when I was young. And then, you know, they got kind of away from it. Then I went to Penn State and I was like, what happened here? Like how hundred thousand, a hundred thousand people come come on Wednesday and park their RV in the parking lots by the stadium, which are just grass fields. Right. Um, And the opening weekend of before classes start, they take you to the stadium and teach you the football cheers. So you go to the first game and you know when to stand up, when to sit down. When I say blue, you say white, blue, white, blue, white. When I say fight, you know, on like you get all the, they teach you the football cheers. So you don't go, and not know what's going on. Who started We Are Penn State? I have no idea. I know I showed up and they said they're going to stand up and say one, two, three. This side of the stadium, you say we are. This side of the other stadium, you say Penn State. The place is deafening. I had never heard anything like that in my life. I saw games before they were in the Big Ten when they were independent. I saw a lot of Boston College games. I saw a lot of Maryland games. I saw a lot of Temple games. There was a lot of trash games. Pitt and Penn State was one of the f- most fun weekends I've ever had because I grew up hating Penn State because I was in Pitt. And then I went to Penn State and everybody came back. The rivalry is tremendous. But when they joined the Big Ten, it went to a whole nother level. And the Ohio State game meant more. The Michigan game meant more and they started these whiteouts at night which i mean you can't help but shake when you go in there like the building literally shakes it's fantastic so this game today we just got to we finally got to it through all the but i will i will say this we you and i at some point in this show we will go to penn state because i have not been to ohio state michigan and penn state those are the three oh. stadiums I've been to every other, basically every other stadium I've wanted to go to. I've been to USC. I've been, been to UCLA. Iowa? Oh yeah, numerous times. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. That Kinnick like is. Nah, huh? it's, it's 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 okay. They think it's amazing. It's 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 a hard place to play, but it's not. It's not LSU at night. Okay. It's not okay. Alabama right now. It's right. it's not Alabama Auburn. It's not like there's just a different sound. It's a jet engine yeah. for for four quarters in your ear. And I mean, yeah. even when yeah. Tennessee is good, by the way, oh, Neyland Stadium is psychotic. You've been there? Yeah. I've been on the field when they were good, when Alabama, Tennessee meant something. It was oh. a, the third Saturday in October and it yeah. meant something. Right. And I sat next to, I was standing next to people. You can't hear the you person next to you. You can't hear a thing. You can't talk. Because it's a bowl. Neyland Stadium is 110,000 people. Same. It's just this bowl. And the sound all comes crashing down on the it, field. 
Are you close to the well, field? Like the, the stands are close to the field, right? There's well, so much. Yeah, they're they're very narrow at, at Neyland. So it's an old yeah. stadium. They've done right. a lot of improvements to Bryant Denny Stadium to make it more fan friendly. Yeah. But it's still 105 now. When I was there, it was 90. Now right. it's 105. Yeah. And it's just ridiculously loud at Alabama, too. But I just remember like when Tennessee is good, those fans are crazy. And I'm like, guys, I know you like your 45, 50,000 fans. That's great. No tip of the cap. That's amazing. It's a small state. You have a small, I mean, Iowa state people are like Jack Trice stadium is so loud. I'm like, okay. Yeah. But it's like 45,000 people guys. Right. Like it's just not the same. Like it's a hard place to play everywhere in college football where they're passionate. It's hard to play, but you haven't gone to the next level. And these powers, Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State, oh, when they're wow. good, Alabama, LSU, Tennessee, when they're good, you know, even I mean, USC, I, I saw I've seen USC games or USC has been pretty good and it's loud. I mean, a lot of people are there. I wouldn't say it's the most intimidating environment, but yeah. it's loud. I mean, you, you, USC fans in the Coliseum get loud and they get after it. It's just, you know, your traditional that college football power out more. Yes, though. true. It's, it's a long, right. I feel like you're further away, like the true Penn State. I, I I just you're so close to the to the benches on the side like there's yeah. not that much room and that sound just is like you said you can't hear the person next to you and it has that emotion that oh. when things are rolling you're like man this is real like home there's a there is a home field advantage here. I love the college football chance more like Rammer oh, yellow, yellow hammer for Alabama is so fun to me I just think it's it's got to be the most cathartic thing to scream we just beat the hell out of you like it's just like just so fun to yell because like at Alabama when I was at UMass our we we we, we had a, a, a very vulgar chant there was a bleep him up bleep him up go UMass. So like, so that was like my most fun part of like college basketball games to go to UMass when we, when we were good was to have that. So like when I went there and something covering Alabama and like, you got this rammer jammer, you know, and then you have war Eagle on the other side with Auburn fans chanting war Eagle. And then you have the ridiculousness of Rocky top over and over and over and over again to the point where you're like, stop playing the damn song. I'm just sick and tired of the damn song. It's that's what just makes college football so unique and so cool that people don't if you aren't a part of it, you just don't get that it's beyond the game. It's more than just it the game. I think there are some weird ones like kissing the girl next to you after a touchdown stuff. Yeah, Nebraska Nebraska's letting off the the the, the balloons after the first <laughs> touchdown is okay. Like I don't know why the hell that started, but that that's what Nebraska does. Um, I don't know. It's just but those are the things that make it really cool and really yeah. different. And and I think people bring that to the counter or bring that, you know, when they make their bets, there's it, college football betting is more a lot of times than the game. And yeah, I know I don't want to see, I don't want to see Georgia Bama again. I just don't, I want to, you're, you're, you're going to see it. I know I don't have to that, you know, and, and so you're going to see it. a book. I want, I want Michigan to cover the spread. I think Michigan can you see, if they cover the spread and they don't win, then we're right back to, to, the same thing <laughs> to, to having Georgia and Alabama. I know I'm, I'm, I'm taking Michigan. I, I, I think they can win the game. Um, you're why? Right though. Why? Other than want to paint me the picture. What, how Michigan's defense Hutchinson gets yeah. in Bennett's grill. They're unable to pass when they need to, they get, they don't sustain drives. Okay. They hang around this game long enough to pull a trick player to they have the best 
ratio pulling trick plays or something. My buddy Brad Howe and I do a show. He told me this on the eight in a box show. They have some sort of thing. This might be the magic year for Harbaugh. Yeah, you know, you know that they've had a month to prep for this, right? Trick plays work when you go week by week. Trick plays don't normally work in bowl games. Oh, what not, are you talking not, about? Not, not, not on this level. You remember no. the Boise State Statue of Liberty play against Oklahoma? That's because of the way that Oklahoma approached that game. This is a national championship semifinal. That was a bowl game that was a BCS game that nobody thought Boise belonged. So they were they took it. And by the way, Oklahoma is the king of choking on bowl games. This is not Oklahoma. This is Georgia, <laughs> right? Oh, this is not. This oh, you. Because oh, oh, they've had a lot of success. In what? Georgia? In these bowl sure. games and stuff? Against non-Bama teams? Yeah, they have. Against teams not named Alabama? Like Georgia's arch nemesis is Alabama. They'll see them in the final. But against other teams, I mean, come on now. Georgia had has had one bad game against Alabama. Everybody else, they have annihilated. Cade McNamara. Southern. Do you like Cade McNamara? He's from this state, from Nevada. Did you like him to throw and beat? Because he's going to have to throw and beat Georgia's defense. I'm not crazy about it. You can't. Your whole bet is riding on Cade McNamara. You need Cade McNamara to be the best quarterback on the field. I need he has to be, the, has to be the best quarterback in the field. He's of the two quarterbacks playing. He has to be the best. And I don't know if he's going to be the best. I just need him to not turn the ball over. I think it's going to be a tight game. I mean, look at the total. Do you like the, do you like the total over? I've seen so many people say this. And the only reason why I'm not betting the under is because people, again, this is a correlated bet. Georgia in the under. I think if you're going to go with the under, I like game, the under period. 45 and a half. I, I mean, there's no money coming in on the over, but I don't understand it. Personally, I wouldn't bet the over in this game. I mean, I don't like either offense to be able to, to move the ball consistently. Exactly. That's why I think that's why I think Michigan has a shot. I again, I don't like Georgia's offense. It's not like it's the same. But when I think of Georgia's offense, I think of like I did Wisconsin yesterday. Like, yeah, how are they going to score enough points? Because I think Michigan is going to be able to put pressure on them without blitzing. I think, you know, um, they're going to force them into third and longer than fives, you know, consistently. I think Michigan's defense is going to match Georgia's offense. Obviously, Georgia's defense is great, but they got exploited a little bit in that Alabama game with the explain. Pass. Explain this to me. Mm-hmm. Georgia's team total is 27 and a half. Yep. Mich- Michigan's team total is 18 and a half. Why is 40, the line seven 40. and a half? <sighs> explain that to me please because that is a 10 point number or nine point number number so seven and a half. Seven and a half. that was that was the original number at some places right nine, okay. nine and a half right not enough action on the team totals but you know a lot of action on the game so you move the game without moving the team totals. It's not a good practice. It, say, is, is that smart to do that way? No, 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 no. Somebody, somebody somewhere may get in trouble. If one of those totals should be like 20, it should be 27. Shouldn't, Michigan, shouldn't, Michigan's, team, shouldn't Michigan's team total be 20 and a half? Yes, it should be. Yes. If Georgia's 27 and a half and the line is seven and a half. So we're talking about a point and a half of value. Should you bet Michigan's team total over yes. 18, 18 and a half? Yes. 
Yes, you should. Now that I'm on the other side of the counter. Um, yes, that's one of those ones where like, you know, if you were sitting in the chair and you're like, Hey Dave, check the uh, team totals. Would you please add up the numbers, please? What's the point spread? Who's supposed to be moving those? You know, you would get one of those. Uh, yeah, that's that's supposed to be kind of moving together at the same time. So that's the benefit we have now being on the other side of the counter. You can pick and choose those spots and go, I like that. So FanDuel, if you have access to it, you got you have a point and a half of value at the time of tape right now to jump on Michigan's team total of 18 and a half and go over. How about Georgia's 27 and a half? That's that too seems, high. Yeah, it seems high. That right? seems very high. I mean, but look. Is it the score of this game 24-13 or 24-17? Like, either way. I mean, it's going to come uh, down to that. Georgia's going to win 24-13, or, you know, Michigan's going to win 24-20. Who in the hell is scoring 30 in this game? Georgia. You think they get 30? I think it's 31-6. So you like the Georgia team total over. Six? Are you calling a single digits? I don't think Michigan. I think they're going to kick the living crap out of Michigan. I really, I really do. do I just really. This is the blowout. I don't think. I think this is the game you shut off and just you just are like they're totally mismatched, different levels, different oh everything. God, I just look. This Georgia defense is so damn good. I, you agreed with me. Everyone's talking themselves into Michigan, and. We're just talking about a Georgia defense here that, I mean, zero points, Arkansas, 10 points, Auburn, 13 points, Kentucky, seven points, Florida, six points, uh, uh, Missouri, 17 points, Tennessee, uh, zero points, Georgia Tech. Yeah, 41 points against Alabama. They laid a fat egg in that game. But with time to prep, time to get healthy. That's a trash schedule. That's a trash schedule. That's a Big Ten team. That that's the Big Ten, and you talking calling that a trash schedule? Because you want me to go with the Big Ten schedule? You want to, to talk about trash? The bottom end of the Big Ten is complete garbage. The Big Ten's won every bowl game they've played. By the way, I don't care about that stuff. I've the never SEC cared about. He hasn't won a bowl game except for South Carolina. By the, the 10 by, point, by the way, my dog. I disagree with everybody that says you should factor that into your handicap. I don't think it matters. I'm just pointing it out. I don't think no, but everyone. I've, I've heard it three times today. Every people say Big Ten, Big Ten, Big Ten, and I keep on saying in your handicap. It's aren't we always taught to eliminate what has happened elsewhere? And we're talking about A versus B, and that's it. So we're talking about A versus B. I don't Just care what happened in the Big Ten. Yeah, but everyone, I get it. People, people are saying the markets, the markets adjusting, and I think the reason why the numbers come down is that very reason because the Big Ten's been good. I mean, Rutgers is down twenty one here to, to Wake Forest, but the, you know the Big Ten gets a win yesterday. Michigan State gets a big win over Pitt, who didn't have their quarterback, but gets gets a win. People are now, the Big Ten is for real. The SEC is trash. It's overrated. Everyone loves hating on the SEC. I mean, I get it. I'm an SEC, I'm an SEC guy. Yeah. And uh, I, I'll i be right there along with them chanting SEC when <laughs> Georgia's up 30 to nothing. You know? <laughs> and I'll say SEC, SEC. So Georgia's the likely the blowout more than Alabama. Despite 100% Alabama double the spread. In my mind, yes, 100%. Okay. I think Alabama is the public darling, and the books are just juicing it up because of so. And I think this number probably should be somewhere around eight or nine for Alabama. Oh. Yeah. Since he hasn't been a dog all year, and now they're catching 14? Man, you want to get into the risk rooms and stuff, and you want to start booking the games, man. We're, we're going to have decisions. You make Alabama eight or nine – 
we ain't going to take a bet on Cincy till we get up to this number. You know that. Like, we're going to need Cincy for of the course. whole ball. I'm, not the, I'm, not the, I'm just talking about what it should be, not oh. what the liability would be. Damn. I, be, I know what the public is going to But you agree with me. They would bury on Alabama. So this number should be nine or eight, nine or 10, and it's 14 because everyone would come in well, on one still side. still betting Alabama. Yeah, Bama's seven betting. and six against the spread this year. Bama's not a world beater. This is not a typical Bama team that's killing people. They're seven and six against the spread. I hope you're right. <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's not a dominant I'll be team. I right on that game. I hope you're wrong on the other game. I don't want to see Alabama, Georgia. Who's favored if it's Alabama, Georgia? What's the line? Pick? Seven point favorite in the SEC championship. What kind? You want to talk about best bets of 2021? <laughs> Bama Nick Saban getting a touchdown was the best bet of 2021. It really was. It really was insane. How in the hell are we going to justify that again? The games in Indianapolas, neutral site. I mean, they ain't going to do it again, Art. It ain't going to make. If Georgia blows out Michigan and Bama barely beats Cincinnati, we're going to. Are we going to? Oddsmakers going to come with like, hey man, we were seven last time. Let's make three. Georgia minus three. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that that's the number. If that happens now, if Georgia squeaks by and Bama rolls, I think Bama's minus three. So, Ooh. if you flip that, that big, scenario, that big of a swing, okay. Yeah, I think if Alabama wins by thirty, if, if it's you know, if if Cincy gets deep pantsed here, and Bama goes back to back games of scoring forty points plus, destroying Georgia, destroying yeah. Cincinnati, and then Georgia has a tough time with Michigan. <laughs> I think Bama's laying three. Did you just say deep pants? I, that was outstanding. That was really, <laughs> that in there, but that's actually yeah. really good. Like, get your pants taken down right there. Um, yeah. It's it, it'll be interesting to see. I would make it pick. I'd let the betters tell me who should be favored. I'd say yeah, Bama that's fair. pick. You guys decide. I'll move the number once you tell me. But I don't know who to make favored before the games. We'll know more after the games. All right, so let's do a couple quick NFL ones here because it's Friday, and so we'll be off here. Uh, if I tell you I'm taking Cincy plus four and a half against Kansas City, mm-hmm. betting betting it or booking it? We're betting that. I think Burrow and the Bengals are live. I think um, I think they could win a game. I want them plus the points. Um, am I worried about a letdown after that big game against the Ravens? Yes, a little bit, but. Kansas City, you talk about Bama not being Bama. Kansas City's offense is still not always there. And I think the Bengals can hang around long enough in this game to keep it within the number. It's going up. It's been going up all week. Um, I'm surprised you took four and a half, actually. Isn't that uh, that's the lowest that we could get right now, right? That's a FanDuel number. I just used the most readily. Oh, it is? No, 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 no. Wow, it came back last night. Okay. It was up to five, five and a half. You got four and a half. There's fours painted across the board. Okay. So maybe we are, uh, maybe we're on the right side. I like it. We're, we're betting that for sure. I like, just give me over four. That's my, I want the, yeah, I, yeah, want, yeah. I want over four, four is like, eh, but four and a half. I, I, I like, I'd be curious to see if it comes down even more, if it closes at three, it'll be a teaser leg for me. I'll take Cincy and tease it up. So, um, but we'll see how much action Why would we you see. Tease it now when you can get more points. Because I won't tease it, so I wait for the game right before kickoff. So I wait to see. I always I'm I'm eleven and four on my long teasers now. This is how I do it. I wait and I wait and but I if wait. You take it now, you get over ten. Right, and I 
what right now potentially right? would do 10 and then take it with Dallas and pull Dallas down to a pick. Well, I don't know how that loses. <laughs> Last time you said that I lost. <laughs> oh, I know. But like, I mean, you get, you get, you get since he over 10 points. I, I really like that side. And is Dallas going to lose to Arizona? I mean, that's how it loses, right? Dallas loses to Arizona. I don't, I don't think that they're going to. Um, yeah. So Dallas minus six. We'll go, we'll go to that game. I think talking about being deep pantsed, Dak Prescott at home, his numbers are ungodly right now. Yeah. And I don't like this Cardinals team at all. At all. I think Dallas is playing maybe the best football of anybody in the NFL right now. They're, yeah. they're tough. And I think on the road, things can be different, but for them at home, I'm laying six, you know, better book Dallas minus six. I hate this, but I'm going to book it. I hate it. I don't like it at all, but I'm going to book it only because I've seen it so many times in years past. You know, the Dallas couldn't have looked better. And you're right. They're playing as good a football as anybody right now, which is what you want in a team going into the playoffs. It's the last hurrah for me for, for Arizona. I've, I've fallen for it a couple times, taking the points with them, and they haven't delivered. This will be the last time if they don't cover. Obviously, they're done to me. They'll be a fade against in the playoffs. They're in the playoffs, and they look like the worst team in the playoffs. Which is a problem, by the way. Them being in the playoffs is a problem because they don't need this game. Correct. So this that's a problem. I think it's a problem for for, for Arizona's mental sake going yes. into the game. It's a problem. <laughs> Everything is a problem. There's yeah. no reason that this game shouldn't be seven already. This game probably will be seven by kickoff. So. I'm just going to sit and be the book guy that I've done. And I'm going to take this bet and go, man, I'm going to need the Cardinals. Like every book in the country is going to need the Cardinals come Sunday. So I'm, why would I be different on this one? I'll book it, but I hate it. Last one for the NFL Titans oh, minus three and a half against the dolphins. Mm. I have been on the Titans this season. This has been my team over nine and a half wins. Check. I've been on them. After the injury to Henry with the injury, I am going to call the Dolphins a fraud again, and I'm going to take the Titans at home in a game that they need. They need seven game win streak comes to an end. Titans minus three and a half betting it or booking it. What are we missing with this? Why is this number not higher? Because everyone's because Dolphins have been covering and winning. So the public's on the Dolphins. Slide should be at least four and a half. I, I, I'm, I'm worried that we're missing something, but I really, really like this one. I, I dare I say, uh, it, it's too, too. Maybe we'll make this our last B squared play of the year, where we both. I would say don't. I mean, just looking no? at the numbers at at at, at DraftKings, ninety percent of the money is on the Titans minus three and a half. Yeah, I don't believe those numbers. You know that. Okay, I know, but I'm just saying, like, if you if you're. I just think that this is this is that game. It finally catches up to the Dolphins. Like, how many more games in a row can you win? And what does the Titans do best? They're going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball. There's no doubt they're going to run the ball. Tua's got to win a game on the road in January in Tennessee. I haven't seen the weather yet. I don't think it's going to happen. I think this is the game. It goes bad to it throws the pick that he always throws bet. Yes. On him to throw an interception yes. because he does every single game. Even when they won in, in uh, New Orleans the other night, they threw, he threw a pick. It was plus three twenty, some ridiculous thing. 
Um, I really like this. I, this is definitely be one of the best selections if I had to pick five games for the contest. Titans is in it. Maybe it's popular. Maybe it's public. Maybe it's rhombus or parallelogram. Like, <laughs> I don't know. But I, I feel like I'm worrying. I'm, the thing that gives me pause is why isn't the line higher? What am yeah. I missing? That's the only thing that concerns me. A.J. Brown goes off. A.J. Brown, him on the him on the field, he's incredible. I mean, he changes just, the whole way they look, right? Every, everything. When he's back, that team is – and I think people are slow to react to it. I think that they still think this is – like Thomas. Thomas is saying um, the Titans lose to the – didn't the Titans lose to the Jets? And like – you got to be real careful doing that because the bills lost to the Jags. Like it's week by week league. You can't go back and just like, say like you can't back the Titans against the dolphins because the Titans lost to the jets. Well, no, that doesn't make it. That's not go back and look at the six games. They lost just, you know, they're one in six to start the year. So like, I, I just, you can't do that. The Titans are at home. The Titans are going to pressure to a, and I don't, I mean, I, I'm sorry. I just don't think that Dolphins defense is as good. They've played, we put it up on Monday. The quarterbacks they have faced, nobody. They've played nobody. Like Lamar Jackson's the only good quarterback of the last seven games that they have won. There's only one quarterback that's good. The rest of them are Mike Glennon type quarterbacks. They're awful. Ian Book, awful quarterbacks. Short week on top of that. Give me Tennessee the still playing for something, obviously. Oh, yeah. Still oh, yeah. in the game. Like there's 100%, 100%. I'm trying to shoot holes in why the line is only three and a half. And and I don't think it's going to be three and a half a kick. I think we're doing the right thing laying it now because I think it's going to go back up. Something's going to happen before Sunday where it's going to be, we're going to be four, four and a half. It's going to be where it should be. I've always done this in a book. And and like Tony D used to say to me all the time, how do you end up knowing where the line's going to close? Like before I'm like, just telling you, because uh, I think about what people are going to bet. When you sit in a book for as long as I did and you talk to people, you you kind of know where it's going to go. Not always right, but like right more than I'm wrong. I can't believe this line's still three and a half. I can't. All right. So before we wrap here and, and before we get done, do you have a favorite story of 2021? Well, you know... I mean, I had the stroke in 20. Oh, how about, how about your story? <laughs> I think yeah, your story like, might be. <laughs> I'm still writing it. Like, my yeah. favorite story of 2021 <laughs> is, you. is, yeah, like, and the transition at 50 years old to go from doing something that I absolutely love doing and booking the games and talking about this business and all this stuff and turning it into this. Me and you have a show. Like, you asked me to, you know, put our best bet for 2021. Best bet is me and you. Like show, <laughs> like seriously, this is yeah. this is amazing. So every day we get to talk to each other and share thoughts and times with people from all over the world, watching the show, listening to the show on podcast form. That's my best story, my favorite story, and I'm still writing it, man. Like 2022, you said it yesterday, and I got goosebumps when you you said I rewatched the show, and I was like, you said 2022 is going to be a big year. Hell yeah, it's going to be a big year. So like. The favorite story of 2021, again, yes, it's me. It's my story and, you know, being alive one and being able to, you know, I got a house for the first time. I got family around all the time. I got the in-laws and everything. And I'm talking for a living, literally talking for a living on radio and TV about sports gambling 
and about the sports. <laughs> you can't make up a better story. I mean, and, and again, we're just getting started. So for me, that's it, man. I, 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 I can't think of anything else. There's been some great stories in sports. The Braves winning the World Series was awesome and, and all that other stuff. But for me, that's that that's the story. Um, just, I don't know if you can see this, but TJ just sent me, TJ Puker, uh, just sent me a picture of the Bama team plane with the headline that says what the inside of a can of whoop ass actually looks like. <laughs> they never stop. I told you they're, they are, they are so oh. Bama fans think they're going in today to kick the living crap. What out if of they lose day. today? P roll. What is it? I won't, like? I won't hear from TJ for two weeks. He will be in some stupor for two weeks if his if Bama loses. Is I've never been a bigger to Bama lose today or the championship game. Just losing period because living in that state, you get Alabama, Auburn. So like Auburn fans will rub it in. <laughs> I, I think it's worse to lose to Cincinnati than it would be to lose to Georgia because it's hard to beat a team twice in the same season. You and yeah, you just totally discounted Michigan. Okay, that's fine. You did it again. I'm. I, you, I told you I'm discounting Michigan. I'm discounting Michigan. I'm. I am completely discounting Michigan. And on Monday, if I'm wrong, I'll eat whatever Michigan fan wants to. Throw You're gonna at eat me. on Saturday. The Twitter spaces that we're. Doing. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. But but if I, <laughs> I, I'll if I'm wrong, I'll I'll get hammered later tonight. I'll, I'll, I'll get and I'll eat it and I'll be always wrong and tip my tip my cap. I just don't think two games changes the John Harbaugh narrative. He beat Ohio State. Good job. Okay, you beat a bad Iowa team. I mean, talk about teams I couldn't get right this year. Iowa was one of them until the final. I got the final game wrong. Right. Michigan's, Michigan's going to kill them. Yes. And Michigan, and Michigan killed them. So yes. I, I, the last bet of the year, I got right when it came to Iowa. <laughs> and I'm just, I, 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 that's, how I, that's how I feel about it. Um, my favorite story, 2021, that I've told, I'm actually on Twitter a little bit, but having a chance to, when I said yes to Chris Grove to have dinner with him, and he is the owner, CEO, big Pooba, whatever you want to call him, of props.com. And he sat, I sat across to him and he said to me, What do you want to do? You're 44 years old. You're in the prime of your career. You got a lot of time left. What do you want to do? And I said, I want to do a show with Dave Sherapin. And I didn't even need to tell him what the show was. I said, I want to do a show called The Bostonian versus the Book with Dave Sherapin. Yes, that's the truth. That's what happened. Before I get your name out. <laughs> the answer was yes, coming back. And I was like, wait, you don't, he's like, I don't care. I don't need, yes, I know you. I know Dave. I know, yeah, I, what do we got to do? And I was like, wait, I got to like, what do you mean? Like, how do we, like, it was so stunning to me <laughs> after I had been told by so many people in the radio industry right. that I went to my radio, I went to so many people in radio. I was like, I've got the show, guys. Like, the, this show is going to be something. Like, you should take this, take note of this. Now, no, nah, we just don't see it. No, nah, we don't. You'll run over, Dave. No, nah, it, 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 nah, we don't think it works. I was like, okay, you're wrong. Like, you're flat out wrong. And then you on the other side from the gambling space, Matt's a radio guy. It doesn't work. You know, Matt's, he, oh. he's, he, he, he's not on this side of, of what we do. He doesn't get it. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. I get it. And to have somebody, to have somebody believe, like, right away, I have in my career, my 20-year career, I've never had anybody buy in without having to be sold, being able to see the same vision that I had without having to do the heavy lifting mm -hmm. was like, we walked out of that dinner and he said to me, I want you to write up a job proposal. I want you to write up what you want to do. Tell me how this show would go. Where would we do it? 
How often are we doing it? And then put me in contact with Dave and let's get it done. And I was like, am I in a dream? Like, what, what is this? Like, you this called me right after. Yeah. I said, I got On it. On the way home, you're like, you're not going to believe this. And you told me this story and I was just laughing. You know, I was excited, but I was laughing because you're right. We, we both been talking about this, doing this to so many people. And you're right. We got every objection in the world and every reason to not do it. And we're like, nah, we're going to do it. And then when you called me, I was like, I got off the phone and I told Jessica, my wife, I said, telling you it's going to happen. She's like, what? I said, me and Matt are going to do that show. She's like, how do you know? I said, I don't know, but now I know. <laughs> She's like, oh, you say that about the games all the time, like in the book. And I'm like, I know. I said, bet the yes. Just bet the yes. <laughs> and that's what I kept telling her, bet the yeah. yes. So it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, it, it was it was a life changing moment. It's a moment that yep. I, I've told I've told Chris that was, you know, I said, look, you know, I've had a lot of things in my career, a lot of people that I've met in my career, and we have a lot. Chris Brove and I had a lot of mutual people. We have we we connected, you know, actually like worked on a company he was selling, and I was starting for us. So we had a little bit of overlap, but like we knew a lot of similar people, and like we both did our research on each other before we sat down and have that conversation. But like I think the ability to have a chance to do this and do it in the right way is such an interesting look at life society in business because in business they always say you only need one yes to get things done and that's all we needed was one yes yeah. and we got the one yes and we're only three weeks into this but like i think what's so fun and i, and I text you this and you text me this when we're going back and listening to the show and like going like this is going to be really fun. Like we haven't even turned the gas on yet, guys. Like this is right. We, 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 we haven't even turned. We haven't even turned the gas on yet. Like wait till we really do. We haven't even really done the show yet. Right. Like, like we're not fully into what this show will look like yet. Yeah. And I already, I already, I always, I'm right now. I'm like, I'm getting DMs and emails and and people who are like finding about about the show and going like, this is amazing. Like wow. Yeah. Every Monday, every Monday through Friday, I'm like, yeah, we're doing this every single week, and we yeah. haven't even added guests yet. We haven't even had it. Like, I know there's so much still to come yes. for 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 yes. what we're going to do. So, as I say, every single New Year's, this is Amateur Night. All right, Amateur Hour turns into Amateur Night tonight. Oh, do not drive your vehicle tonight if you you don't have to. No, book Ubers, book lifts. Go ahead of time. If you're going out, okay. Do not drive your own car. I don't care how. I could fly. I'm fine. I have two beers. And I'm fine. It doesn't matter. It's what other people on the car, other people driving on the road is what they're doing. Don't worry about you. Worry about them. Don't drink and drive. Don't do something stupid. Be safe. In particular, if you're in Vegas, this is a nasty night here in Vegas for it's a variety terrible. of reasons. It's a terrible night. There's cops everywhere too. There's yep. there's, there's traps everywhere. There's, they're, they're making people blow tests. I mean, you used to see it in the book. This was one of those days where I was like, listen, man, you can't have any more drink tickets. Why? Because I don't know where you're going after this. And I, I don't want to even have to be remotely part of a story. Yeah. People have fun tonight, but just at some point, just be responsible. Oh, it's the worst. So we went way longer than we normally go because of New Year's. Okay. But enjoy the games. Alabama's about to take the field. Dave's on Twitter. I'm on Twitter. We're going to be watching these games. But tomorrow... Tomorrow, okay, one o'clock Pacific time, four o'clock Eastern, an hour before the Rose Bowl kicks. Join Dave and I on the Boston versus the book Twitter account. We're doing a Twitter spaces. We're going to break down 
the Rose and Sugar Bowl tomorrow. So you're going to get a Saturday edition of the Bostonian versus the book. Not this long, clearly, but right. we'll go no. into the games. We'll break it down. Take questions. If you guys have questions to jump in, pick some plays you might want to go. So mark it down. It's already on the Boston versus the book Twitter account. I'm going to pin it to the top so you guys can see it. Set a reminder on Twitter so you know when we go live. But it'll be at 4 o'clock Eastern time, 1 o'clock Pacific time, an hour before the Rose Bowl. We'll do those two games, breaking it down. So is Arkansas going to beat Penn State, by the way? I hope you guys don't lose to Penn State, to Arkansas. I like Arkansas, but Clifford's coming back, right, for next year for you guys? It's supposed to be his eighth year of eligibility. <laughs> I, I I don't know how. Yeah, I think I he's coming, he's coming back. back. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, seriously. I'm sorry. Point. That, I'm, I'm sorry for you. That's the problem. Yeah. Clifford coming back is a problem. Yeah. So <laughs> we're going to get on this Twitter space. I'm going to be, I, I mean, I've already accepted the fact that Arkansas is going to win. <laughs> watch the games. I, I, I'm excited for the, for the Notre Dame game, to be perfectly yeah. honest. I'm going to, I'm more excited for that than, than the Penn State game. When we come on, those games will be, you know, coming to a close. So I mean, we yep. might have some in game plays or something. But yeah, that'll be another way for if anyone's listened to the show or follows the show, jump in there and, you know, Matt kind of pushes the buttons and tells you when you can ask a question and stuff. It's yeah. a lot of fun. tomorrow for that. Happy new year. Be safe. We will yeah. talk to you in 2022. As Dave likes to say, we can see you next year for the Bostonian versus the book. <laughs> <Someone>. <laughs>